0: You are listening to Satellite Sisters. We're happy to be with you today. It's Tuesday, June 21st, and unusual for a Tuesday show, there are a trio of Satellite Sisters on Tuesday. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. My sister Julie Dolan is in Dallas, Texas. Julie, how are you, my Tuesday friend? (laughs)
1: Leanne, I just love Tuesdays. I'm happy to be here and... We have a a special guest star. I'm going to call her a guest star, uh, Leanne, that's joining us today, right? Yeah,
0: we're not used to that on Tuesdays. Liz Dolan is here from Santa Monica. Liz, how are you?
2: (laughs) I'm very happy to be invited for a Tuesday. You know, this is, you know, you guys... Tuesday is your thing. You do such a fine job on Tuesdays. I've never wanted to push myself into it, but, um, because you just have to go to work. To I, I have a job. Yeah. <laughs> I have a job. I haven't really been available, but you know, uh, I just wanted to join in today. Got a few things to say to the satellite
0: sisterhood. Yeah. Let's be clear. All are welcome on Tuesday. It's just yeah. Julie and no, I that regularly show up. It's not a, it's not a
2: closed
1: exclusive club. No.
2: No, I understand. I have been otherwise occupied on Tuesdays, uh, but not today. Not All not right.
0: Think. Liz, a couple weeks ago, you tossed out uh, on Satellite Sisters that you were going to be making a major announcement, which caused just a minor freak out amongst the Satellite Sisterhood, um, wondering, worrying about your overall general health. Now, I know you are going to clarify what the major announcement is li- a little bit later in the show correct yes i am leon yes that, that is has nothing to do
1: people. with your health it has nothing to can we just say that so no we- it has
2: nothing to do with my health yes <laughs> okay. i can say that patrice beth i'm fine thank you for your <laughs> thank you for your concern i i appreciate it uh, yeah they immediately started jumping to conclusions but no don't worry you'll be i'll, I'll be
0: fine and i you know everything's going to be okay people Excellent. All right. So we're going to hear all about that. Julie has some breaking Olympic news. You know, we're always interested in that. We have our Outlander recap. And um, Julie, speaking of recaps, I had a moment of Madam Secretary success. Uh, fashion success, and I wanted to share that with you this weekend. <laughs> oh,
1: I can't wait, Land. Is, so, is it a blouse of some kind? I, uh, no,
0: I'm not even oh, just, okay. you're going to have to stick around, but it, uh-huh. I had a moment, and uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, but first, you know, we'd like to extend uh, just, a, just a deep sympathy to the LGBT community. So many um, really just moving services and remembrances all over the world for the Orlando shooting. I was really touched by that, just to see how the whole world Came together on that issue. A lot of information still coming out on Orlando. A lot of, you know, good, bad, complicated uh, picture of the of the shooter. But in general, I just feel like there is a great sense of outpouring to the LGBT community, and we would like to extend that here at Satellite Sisters. And, I agree. Yeah, that was. It's been really beautiful to see, despite how heartbreaking it is. Right. Exactly. Alto, our congratulations extended to the Cleveland Cavaliers.
2: I <laughs> hey, that's Are not something I ever thought I'd hear you say, Leon. I mean, not that you have a point of view one way or another about the Cleveland Cavaliers, but, yeah. you know.
0: Well, here's the thing, Liz. You know, it was Father's Day uh, yeah. uh, when they played Game 7. And it was, in fact, like the highest-rated basketball game since 1998 when Michael Jordan was playing. So uh, a lot of people watch that game seven on father's day, including our family. Now my husband grew up in Los Angeles as a UCLA fan under, you know, the umbrella of John Wooden is a God. So, uh, and everything John Wooden (laughs) said about basketball, about life holds true to him today. So he finds it virtually impossible to watch an NBA game today because of the basic fundamental infractions going on play after play after play so imagine it's a hot day we've already celebrated father's day we've been to a car show we went out to breakfast there have been gifts i grilled a steak for him and i'm thinking well this will be a nice family game seven come on kids let's gather around the television <laughs> like the rest of america and watch what some people are calling the finest basketball game ever played no my uh-huh. husband. What we should have gotten him was a whole telestrator because he, <laughs> he just he watches the game and he's such anger over the traveling and the carryover and the high dribbles and every time there was a moving screen, which was pretty much every time Cleveland came down the court, I, I, he would stop. The, the pause feature has just been really tragic in our house.
2: Right? <laughs> He's abusing the pause. He
0: pauses. He gets up. He starts moving his hands around the screen. Like, look at this. You are supposed to set your feet. Do you see him set your feet? Let's look again. Did he set his feet? He's like, <laughs> Okay, you were just.
1: I've watched. I've watched sporting events at your house, lately, and it's it's rough going there. I and mean, this sounds like it went to sort of the championship level in terms of your husband's performance as a as a TV sports watcher. It was a game
0: seven performance, Julie. Yeah, okay. he left it okay. all out on the couch. I mean, you know.
1: So.
2: Well, I don't think of basketball as being his thing, but that's a thing for
0: him? He, Just he because loves- he's from Los Angeles? Yeah, I mean, he loved basketball as a kid, and he did play it as a as a kid, but he went to a high school with an incredibly good basketball team, so he did not make his high school basketball team. So not that that stuck with him at all, Liz. So it's bitter? No, okay. Not bitter about that. Okay. But, you, but you have to remember, like, from the ages of 7 to 18, UCLA won something crazy. Like, what is it? 11 out of 12 NCAA titles or 12 out of 14, like they never lost, and they had players. (laughs) Like Lou Alcindor on the court, you know, I mean, it was an incredible run and his dad went to UCLA. So, yeah, you he loves college basketball. He has always loved and he was, I would say, a mildly enthusiastic Lakers fan, Uh, but he has always loved college basketball. So and he has always believed in the fundamentals, Liz. He He believes in the fundamentals, you know, and he starts invoking the name. Alan Iverson ruined, ruined basketball. I was like, oh, <laughs> wow. Okay. That's digging just,
1: deep. Yeah, that's, he went so well, it's a championship performance. I can yeah. see it, leigh So Anyway. Did he make it to the end of the game? Was he, he did. Able to watch? Re- okay. Resentfully. Did you
0: make it to the end he, of the resentfully. game? Resentfully. He made it resentfully. And then what he does, like, they score the last basket and he turns the channel. I'm like, you know, could we just see LeBron's reaction? I mean, because yeah. it's going to be epic. And this is what he's been fighting for. And so, so then he went to do the laundry. And that was <laughs> Well, it sounds like he had a
1: fine Father's Day
0: experience, leigh Way
1: to go.
2: Did he, did he
0: want either of the teams to win, or was he just disgusted
2: at both performances?
0: Oh, disgusted by both performances, because, again, it's all one-on-one isolation, Liz. There's no penetration with the three-point play in the state. Come on, Liz. Come on. Come on. No that one anymore. passes anymore. That's John that's Wooden would be rolling over in his grave. That's all I heard. All game.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, okay. sorry I missed that family fun with you, Leanne, because that that does sound fun. But I I, I I was happy. I mean I I mean I, LeBron James is a great player, and he did a great thing. Yeah, you know, which and so I think you just gotta like that that's what i that's what i was excited about
0: he came back and he did what he had to do Julie. Yeah, he, did what he he's had a great to player do. did a great thing yeah. good all right. all right we're going to take a short break here on satellite sisters we have a new sponsor and we'd like to tell you about that and then when we return liz is going to tell us what exactly is going on with her we're the satellite sisters stay with us We're back. with the Satellite Sisters. Leanne, Liz, and Julie here today on Tuesday, June 21st. And Liz, I'm just going to hand this off to you. You teased us in the radio business, what is known as a tease, that you were going to announce something big a couple weeks ago. Uh, there was, you know, wild panic. But now you're here to tell us what exactly is happening with you. Yeah, What's happening, yeah. Liz? Uh, first, I would like to thank the people that did panic because it shows me that you
2: care. And uh, so Patrice, on, the, on my Facebook page wrote, I know this may be nuts. I am my mother's daughter. I'm very concerned that you are making an announcement because something is wrong and that you're putting a positive spin on whatever it is by asking what we would do if we had the summer off. So then she went on into the kinds of fantasy she has about the bad things happening to her children. Um, the Andrea wrote, many people weighed in on that. Andrea wrote, I hope you are going to announce that you won Lotto and are going to share it with us. <laughs> so th- those <laughs> are the two <laughs> those are the two polls of what people were fantasizing about Leon, but here is my actual announcement uh it 's a two parter part number one, I am taking the summer off, and we should talk about what I should do with that mm-hmm. summer because i 'm very interested to hear everyone 's suggestions. Part number two is at the end of the summer. I am taking the rest of my life off. Uh, so the, the, the summer off is really just the opening uh, gambit for uh, the rest of my career. Next week is actually my last week at my job. I just decided that I needed to um, kind of get a life, pull back a little, focus on me. So the, uh, so that's kind of where I am. Got the summer to think about to just like pull myself together and then making some decisions in September about about the rest of the plan. Uh, so I don't know. So this summer, you guys, like, if you were going to give me recommendations, I have my list of priorities. But if you were going to give me recommendations, any thoughts? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, let me buzz in right here. Uh, sister Julie, your oldest sister, you have just got to stay off airplanes, Liz. That's your number one. I think that should be your number one goal, okay? Mm-hmm. You should stay away from airports, stay out of hotels, and uh, and away from flying, okay? okay. I, right. I just think, I mean, you have had a crazy five-year period where you have just been, you know, circling the globe, literally circling the globe uh, weekly. And I just think that uh, for just your perspective, your health, and everything else, uh, you will enjoy your summer just not on an airplane. And that's Mm -hmm. a fine goal in in and of itself, Liz.
2: Okay. All right. Thank you, Julie. That that sort of – that works well with what I have on my list too.
0: Leanne? My list, I think, is more ambitious. I think at this point, actually, either campaign could use your campaign manager. (laughs) (laughs) So I – Oh, my I mean... God. Can you imagine? Yes. When Corey Lewandowski uh, got fired
2: <laughs> yesterday, I'm thinking, now is my moment. That is. This is it where
0: could there be a greater need uh you're right lian so all right i also thought um you know we've always thought you'd be great on the supreme court liz so i think you could go back to law school this summer and i feel like you should get some class credit for the work that you've done for satellite sisters and mud bath over the years the sort of legal expertise you've lent us i think you're halfway to a law degree is what well, i would you say. don't even
1: need a law degree to be on the supreme court okay. you could just study for the bar this summer that's a good idea yeah you know that's- i just Right, that's, that's an open
2: right. gig. You're right. There's an open slot. Yeah. Was-
0: and there there could be a lot more in the next eight years, Liz. So <laughs> I think you could be well positioned for that. Um I I just feel like you'd be a good mayor of a lot of towns. I mean you you real estate did, mayor. Didn't uh-huh. you pl- didn't you play the mayor in the music man when you were at Summer yeah, Chance? I did. I did. So- <laughs> I was
2: I was Mayor Shin at Camp Quinebec. So and uh, Mayor he Shin.
1: Fine it's, job, Liz. I think it's makes- the
2: only non-singing role in the Music Man, <laughs> th- which is why I got it. So you have some mayoral experience, and I feel like Ben <laughs> can, just- can I just note that Sheila was marrying the librarian, <laughs> which is the major singing role in uh in the music
0: man. Anyway, you're right. I have some experience in uh, municipal government. Yeah, so Bend or Santa Monica. I don't I don't I don't know if Bend has a mayor, but uh, you know, sometimes you just appoint mayors or self-appointed mayor. Uh also you could take your talents to Cleveland, like LeBron, <laughs> and maybe Cleveland or Miami would need you. I don't know. It's just a few things. I feel okay. like you could really, you know, aim high. Aim high with your summer.
2: So, wow. That is way more, you're right, it's way more ambitious than I was going to be.
1: What are are some of your plans, Liz?
2: Well, you know, number one is unplug, Julie. Mm -hmm. Just, like, put down the phone and step away. Um, I heard on the news yesterday that adults check their phones 50 times a day. (gasps) Really? Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I'm guilty of that. Mm-hmm. Like at work, it's like you're, it's like you have this electronic tether to everything you're supposed to be managing all over the world. And so there's that. And then I also think I might have a slight Facebook addiction. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And that's just like a time suck. Yeah. And a complete waste of time as much as I love it. But I'm thinking like I need some kind of plan for for managing my connectivity. Let's just put it that way. And, uh, so number one is, um, less connectivity. That's I'm going to conduct experiments. Like, have you guys lately like left the house without your phone and you get like 10 minutes away and you realize you don't have your phone and you're like, (gasps) and you're not
0: sure you can go on. Has that happened to you at all? I'm not there yet. I often leave my house
1: without the phone. No, I, I, I have, I've had that sensation, Liz. Yeah. Like you, you, re- I, I need to have my phone. Yeah. Well, I'm, I, I'm a, I'm a grandmother. I, I have responsibilities, you know.
2: <laughs> this is my point. I want no responsibilities. I'm getting to that later. That's in okay. the, the rest of my life plan. Okay. So number one is unplug. Um, Number two is aligned with what you just said, Julie. I need to wake up in my own bed. Yes. Like. Days in a row, just multiple right. days in a row, right,
1: right, Liz. For, yeah,
2: you know, for people who you know maybe newer to the show. My job, I've been the chief marketing organi- chief marketing officer of a big global television network. So I've been managing the marketing of television channels in 171 countries. And while I did not get to all 171 countries, I feel like I did. I feel like I got (laughs) too close to that magic number. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think waking up in my own bed, and there's a caveat here because for the purposes of the summer, my own bed, maybe Bend, Oregon my bed in Bend,
1: Oregon, not that's my... Allowed. That, yeah. that's, that's allowed. Okay. I think that's allowed. So you can... But you could drive to Bend, Liz. You don't have to fly there. Yeah. Yes, which is okay. the plan. And then third,
2: this is really simple, and a lot of people posted this in our Facebook group, just I need to get into a health and fitness groove. I think the fact that I've used my job and all the travel in my job as sort of an excuse or a reason for like, just not get into any kind of a daily pattern. You know, two years ago when I launched operation sea turtle, do you remember that? Uh, Yes, I do. I would, that was very effective for about three months. And then I just lost the thread. I, so uh, operation sea turtle two, uh, starts (laughs) July (laughs) one.
1: So it's a lot. It's aqua- more aquatics. Do you see, Liz? Is, yes. Uh, are you going to be doing land uh, land maneuvers as well? Yeah, it actually will because I'll be
2: in you know landlocked Oregon in central Oregon. It's not not going to be entirely an aquatic program, but okay. you know just that feeling of doing something every day that is physically good for you. Yeah. Um. So working up
1: a sweat, Liz. That's a good thing to do.
2: Yep. So,
1: but for.
2: Before I get into then my goals for the rest of my life, did you, did you read all the great suggestions of what other people would do for the summer? That were posted?
0: <laughs> well, get on planes is mainly what they would do. Travel, 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 travel. That's so, it. N- yeah. Number
2: one answer, Leanne, was road trips and travel and see the world. So um, good for you, not for me. That's what I would say to all the people that want to do that. Uh, <laughs>
1: But Liz, you know what? I also, it was like spontaneous. We posted that, you posted that uh, podcast. And within like hours, people had like detailed plans of what they would do if they had the summer off. So people are thinking about this, Liz. You know, they're dreaming about this. They would just love the opportunity to check out. Yes. So
2: here were some of the answers that uh, really made me smile. Well, Susan posted that she wanted to update her family genealogy project, um, scanning in family photos, all of that kind of stuff, which, Susan, I think you're not alone on that. I I actually, at work, someone was telling me the other day that the number two use for the Internet, number one being pornography, sadly, number two is genealogy.
1: (laughs) Really? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. We could use a genealogist in our family. We, we, well, oh, well, Julie, I know you've been doing some secret projects on this. I know, but we need some more. We have. Well, I'm getting nowhere, so I got to sign up. I got to sign up for that. Okay, Susan also noted that she would like to uh, learn how to use emojis,
2: and uh, you know, Liam, maybe that's a class you can conduct because I think you're. <laughs>
0: I think you're pretty good with the. You're pretty on top of the emojis. I love emojis. I do. I think you can really say a lot in five symbols. Thank yeah. you, Liz. I'm glad you've noticed. <laughs> really uh, work. I work hard. I I work hard. No, I emojis. can tell. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Kathleen posted
2: something that is much more like what I would do, except for the road trip part. She said, "I belong to the Albert Jewish Community Center. I think I would do 60 classes in 60 days and just reset my energy and diet." So. Yeah, Kathleen, I'm I'm on board with that. But then day sixty one, she wants a road trip to state fairs all over the country, including <laughs> including a lot of root beer floats. Is that right?
1: And hello, Frito Pie. That's what I think. And fried butter. Hmm.
2: Okay. Yep. And she wants to. There's some waterfalls on her list. So uh, good for you, Kathleen. Uh, Brenda actually does have the summer off. There, Obviously, we have a number of people that have the kinds of jobs, teachers or other jobs, where they get the summer off. So she said last summer she started a baking project. So she's baking every recipe from the Bouchon Bakery cookbook. Wow. And and last summer she got about halfway through, so this summer she wants to continue that. Um, Brenda, as we've established on this show before, uh, we are not a baking family. Yeah. Uh, but I appreciate how hard that is to do, and but I think I need to make sure that I do not find myself this summer in a house full of baked goods. I think that would be
0: <laughs> that, would, that disastrous. would be that would be disastrous. Exactly. Julie. Uh, sixty oh. coffee cakes in sixty days. <laughs> oh wow!
2: Uh, Catherine wrote that she wants to learn to surf or at least spend a lot of time stand-up paddling. And she asked the question, do sharks like stand-up paddlers? And I did not know the answer, but Kathleen answered that, yes, they taste like chicken. So, ha-ha-ha. <laughs> uh, Just in case you wonder how much fun is being had in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, you can see now plenty. Uh, Annalise wrote, I am lucky to get this chance every year. Your pre-announcement made me think about what my goals are for this summer. Runs with my friends yoga, the pool with my kids, and a chance to catch up on reading. So that
1: sounds nice, right? That sounds good. There were a lot of of readers, Liz. A lot of people had, they really wanted to tackle some ambitious book lists for the summer, which I think is great.
2: Well, I was looking at runs with my friends and thinking, well, I used to do that, but now just walking with my friends would be good. And yoga, I I really don't like that, but just laying (laughs) on the floor and stretching would be good. And then- The pool with my kids, well, I don't have kids, but the river with my dog would be good. (laughs) But yes, a chance to catch up on reading, totally into that. And by the way, like bookie books, not necessarily just audio books, because the audio book is really just a gateway drug to more time with your phone. Uh, uh-huh wow liz yeah, yeah.
1: Liz, you're gonna throw away those uh, chargers too Liz, an extension courts just do it or lock them up
2: uh and carolyn rode uh i'd buy a van grab my spouse and my 14 year old and hit the road california to maine bike walk kayak and stop at the umpaya zen center so I don't know what that is, Carolyn. I meant to look that up, but that, that really sounds great. So these are all excellent ideas, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Uh, really good. Yeah. And then there was a group of people that are that clearly know me, and the there was a big Bend contingent in the answers. Hmm. My friend Chris Van Dyke wrote, hang out with us in Bend. <laughs> Deb put, Bend is a solid plan.
0: You could, again, you could be the mayor. I think yeah. in a couple of weeks you could be the mayor there, Liz.
1: Uh, I mean you're Ju- strong back Julie,
2: <laughs> Julie <laughs> yeah.
0: Hamdan, who runs the the
2: restaurant Jules and Bend. Have you guys been to Jules? Fantastic Middle Eastern food in Bend. She wrote, yeah. I will feed you. Okay. I'm in I'm in. <laughs> Though they have this like unbelievable like toffee cake thing that I'm going <laughs> to Stay away do. from that. <laughs> stay away from. And then uh, Beth posted, I know have your cousins from Eugene up for a really long time. And and Beth is, of course, our cousin from Eugene. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah, yeah, that will be good. So, um, okay, so that's this summer. I'm going to try to figure it out. Uh, then for, for the rest of my life, you know... Okay, because your
1: new, you're new the summer starts like ne- the next week for you, Liz. Yeah. When are you starting and to launch your plan? Are you, July, you, July one, which is next Friday, Julie. I July think you need a b- better name too, Liz. I mean, between this week work, you're the brand manager, you know, the marketing okay. expert. I think you really got to give your 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 summer some distinctive name. You know? Okay. Okay. Operation Sea well. Turtle Two. <laughs> not that's
2: not <laughs> big enough. I agree no. with Julie. Yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah. Well. Gotta, yeah.
2: I mean, there is a subset of the summer plan that is Operation Curb Appeal, and which I have already begun. My little bungalow in Bend, you guys have been there. You know that the house was restored and is very cute, but I've made absolutely no effort on the front yard. Mm -hmm. And because it's high desert and dry and shady, things don't really grow there. By themselves. And so what's there was actually installed, Lian, by you and your husband. Yes. It's kind of because your husband cannot sit down even on vacation. He cannot. So when
1: he's not like, he's not fighting about basketball, he's actually landscaping and reorganizing your house. Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: That is what, yep. That was, that's been our summer vacation many years. Yeah. A lot of trips, a lot of trips to the mulch store.
2: Yes. So (laughs) the front yard currently is a mix of um, wood chips (laughs) and gravel. Yeah. And lava rock that, that your husband artfully arranged. Oh, and one piece of what I can only call like high desert driftwood. I don't know what.
0: Yes. Now, again, (laughs) reminder, Liz's yard has no water. in it. There's no, there's no sprinkler system. So anything planted just dies because there's, so that's, you do have to work with material that will not die. And that's rocks, gravel, wood chips, and a big piece of wood that you found. Yeah. (laughs) At the dump, I think you found that. (laughs) So, uh,
2: operation curb appeal is in full swing and, uh, that will actually start next monday work starts on the front yard so i will be overseeing that when i'm there in july in july so that'll be good but you're right julie okay i will brand my summer plan somehow and uh for next week's show i'll do that
0: and then for the rest of my life i can't um, believe next friday is july 1st what the right. heck i'm <laughs> yeah. i had to bring up the calendar when you said that
1: yeah, there it is. July there 1st. Is. How about that, Lane? Unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, well, you're going to have to brand the rest of your life. You should, you, you know, I don't know. You I know, know. This is the third, third, whatever, whatever it is, Liz. You know, this yeah. is, you need, you need some, some approach, some theme. Okay. You got so some I have, ideas? I have a couple of goals. Okay. One
2: is to speak for myself instead of for other people. You know, I've actually, other than Satellite Sisters, spent most of my work life, Figuring out how other people, in this case companies, need to express who they are and what they stand for. I would like to devote that same energy to myself. Oh, all right, Liz. All right, yeah. You know, like it. maybe it's for my mayoral campaign. <laughs> oh, <right>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hadn't really thought about that. Yeah. Uh, so that, number one, speak for myself instead of for others. And number two, do things that are more creative- Creatively challenging for me, you know. The uh, I do a lot of that at work, you know, with a whole team of people. But you know, it's the team that does all the work. Uh, <laughs> so, so that's what I'm working on. But I, I also want to, um, you know, I'm kind of channeling the spirit of Lloyd Dobler once again. Is the <laughs> The famous Lloyd Dobler slash John Cusack speech from Say Anything is always in my head, where he says, I don't want to sell anything, buy anything, or process anything. I don't want to sell anything that's bought or processed. I don't want to process anything that's sold or bought. And I don't want to buy anything that's sold or processed. So that's the Lloyd Dobler version. Uh, Here's where I am so far in my version of that speech Uh, I don't want a boss. I don't want an employee, any employees, and I don't want any clients. I don't want to talk to my boss about my employees or clients. I don't want to talk to my employees about a boss or any clients, <laughs> and I don't, I don't want to talk to any clients about my employees or a boss. I don't want to VC anyone, CC anyone. <laughs> see anyone? <laughs> I
1: think you've, you've officially, you've officially have burnout, Liz. Okay, keep going, though, because I think your list is c-
2: continues. I don't want to participate in any conference calls, any budget presentations, or any quarterly reviews. And I don't want to do anything that anyone could call a deliverable, right? <laughs> so the Lloyd Dobler solution was kickboxing. kickboxing. Right, yeah. I'm not sure that's really my future, kickboxing, but there's got to be something out there for me. And I just need to recruit the support of the Satellite Sisterhood, including you two, to just don't let me get talked into anything. (laughs) Oh, that's what you're worried about? Yeah, yeah. I'm most worried about just getting sucked into things that are not really, you know, doing, uh, speaking for myself instead of for others or creatively challenging for me, you know?
1: Okay so, Liz. All right. Just, uh, all right. So Leon, that means we're Liz's agents. Well, yeah. I think we're gonna make some money on this deal, okay? That's well,
2: not if I don't have a boss, employees,
0: or any clients. Right. Well, but you'd be know. our client. You'd be our client. Right.
1: right. We're gonna no. monet we're gonna monetize you, Liz. Okay. That's, oh, no. that's I didn't really have a summer plan. Now I do. Okay. monetize
2: is another word I would actually put next to deliverable (laughs) I you can say it if you want Julie that word is never going to pass my lips again Um, (laughs) if you're okay with that so you know I've got the summer that is the connectivity challenge and then the rest of my life that is the
0: creativity challenge
2: and we'll just see how that goes
0: yeah, that decompression from connectivity is is gonna be tough for you. Yeah, you can do it though. You can do it. And then I you'll... think
1: once you get away from the radiation of like flying around the world in those little <laughs> tubes, you the, the 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 sky is gonna your eyes are gonna open up. I mean you are gonna there's gonna be some clear thinking, Liz, and it's your path will be clear. That's I'm I'm very optimistic about it. So
2: you think you think radiation is really the cause of my problem?
1: Yes, I what do kind of radiation poisoning. Yes, I do, Liz. I think it's an underreported um, situation with like global leaders like yourself. Yeah,
2: you see that in your husband. He also has. Yes, a he's much better. School. Yeah,
1: he, he used to travel like nonstop. Now he's doing less travel, and I think he's clearer. Okay, that's what I think. So,
2: okay, well, I have I have one more business trip left in me next week. I'm going to be at National Geographic uh, in Washington D.C. to say goodbye to everyone there, and then. So, my last day is Thursday. Friday is transition day where I'll just be packing the car, and then Saturday, Ferris and I are getting in the car and driving to Bend. Oh wow so, so we'll be so that's the plan. Um, and uh, spend all of July in uh, in Bend, Oregon. So <laughs> you
0: know it's funny. I didn't even know that. Oh there you go. I, didn't- <laughs> I had no idea. I didn't know that's what was happening. We should Definitely. talk more. We we should talk more, Liz. <laughs> You've been very busy.
1: <laughs> she is going to miss your Fourth yes. of July watermelon uh, surprise thing that you do every year, Lynn. That you have okay. it. She's going to miss you. It. Guys, hang on one second. I have
2: a, I have a guest here. Uh, my dog walker, Mark, just showed up to collect Ferris <laughs> for a walk. Hang on. So that that's my story. Anyone who has any you know thoughts or advice, please you can you can post that on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group.
1: Okay, it's very exciting. I mean, because you're bringing a lot of energy to doing nothing. And I think that is going to really pay off for you.
2: (laughs) That's exactly what it is, Julie. That's exactly what it is. So so thank you. Just see if you can uh, just keep me honest. Keep me honest. All right, oh, and part of that, we wanted
0: to talk about our summer hours, right, Leon? Right. We we do have some. You you are going to be spending a lot of energy doing nothing, and yeah. I am going to be spending a lot of energy doing something, uh, uh, writing several projects. So. Um, This is actually going to be my last show for a couple of months. I I am taking the summer off from the podcast, but it is to write sort of full time. So I'm looking forward to that, actually. I'm kind of cranking along. I'm in a groove now. Writing is so much about a groove. I have a couple of opportunities that uh, I want to take advantage of this summer. So I'm going to just take a couple months off the podcast. That's Mm -hmm. my plan. But Liz, you will be stepping into the Tuesday show. That's right. That's (laughs) right. I'm, you know, so that, because to me, that... That fits both of my goals
2: that I just laid out. Yes, it does. Speaking for myself, not others, and doing something that is creatively challenging. So, Julie, you know, I will be joining you on Tuesdays
1: this summer. Really looking forward to that. Really, yes, really? We're going to do some tutorials and, on light topics. Okay? <laughs> I know. <that's, laughs> Good this luck, is gonna, Julie. T- you know, we're going to have to take it slow, baby steps, but we, I know you can do it. I know you can do trivial, uh, super official topics. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'd love to have it in you.
2: I'm looking forward to that. Thank you.
0: So, yeah. So, the Tuesday show. I'm very excited. Now one of the things you refuse to do ironically because you are an executive in the TV business is TV recaps. You will not be <laughs> stepping in and doing that. So Julie and I will figure out a way how to figure out how to finish out uh, the season finale of Outlander. But Liz, you're not picking up that mantle. Unless no. people are fascinated by C-SPAN. Is that correct? Yeah. And they that, wanna... That's correct. It just sounds like too much work, Leon. think is hear, a lot of work. There are a lot of work. I hear
2: how hard you both work on those TV recaps and you're the one that deconstructs the plots and the storylines because you write tv shows Mm -hmm. so i only market tv shows which is a totally different thing (laughs) so this summer that would just be too much work for me to Mm -hmm. to watch tv and recap it yeah Yeah. so maybe in the fall who knows what we'll do in the fall but Mm -hmm. for the summer
0: you know i'm yeah i have not been willing to take on that mantle But I wish you guys luck. You'll have fun, Liz. Just look for any stories that involve um, kale or the rise of a new green vegetable. That usually Uh, works. uh Any stories about weight loss, weight gain? Those are usually good. Okay. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) that's
1: those. You know, that's how you start life: pets, pies, and bras, Liz. Those (laughs) those three areas are solid gold. Okay. Yep. We we knew that
2: from back in the day, and it has remained to be true. Get some
0: listicles. Get Look up some listicles, Liz, five easy anything, five easy anything. Well,
1: okay. Those are good. Just read color-coded newspapers. Do not read anything that's only in black and white. Okay. Yeah. That's, okay. Oh, that's a good point. Except, except the
0: the wedding announcements. There's a lot of good stuff okay. in there, yeah. basically. So it's going to okay. be
1: fun, fun, fun. Yes. And you'll be reporting on all your adventures once you brand it. So that's, that's a little okay. bit,
2: Yeah, right. That's what I'll be doing. I will be. Everyone can keep me honest because I'll be reporting in on how I'm doing.
1: Okay. well, in addition to Liz's big announcement, the other big announcement today is the International Olympic Committee upheld the ban to ban russian track and field athletes from this summer's summer olympics did you see that that came out this morning I did. from lausanne switzerland the you know ioc met and um, they you know the ban had been ban had been put in place by the international association of athletic federation um, and they had ba- they had banned the russians because they said it's the you know the drug doping is systematic And it's deeply rooted in the culture of their athletic programs. So the Russians are out. How about that? What do you think?
0: It's pretty shocking, actually.
1: But I would agree. They're deeply
0: rooted. Just ask Maria Sharapova, who won't be playing tennis for two years. Like, I just think they don't even they've been taking these drugs for so long. It's just a part of the psychology of competing as a Russian athlete. And I understand there are ways that certain athletes can appeal and show up like independently. But uh, that's a big story.
1: Yes, they're considering allowing a small group of Russians, that these are Russians that are allegedly clean of of these, of these drugs, that they're going to have to live like on a separate island, it sounds like, and undergo rigorous drug testing. And then they're not going to be able to compete under the Russian flag. They're going to be under some neutral flag you know so it's a mess it's i mean mess. It re- yeah. it's really a mess uh, more medals for us so yeah. <laughs> well you know the reaction in russia because i as you know uh, long time listeners know that i lived in moscow for 5 years and i've been monitoring the russian response to this which is of course there're like four basic arguments that the russians are making um to the um, international i you know uh, um olympic committee first of all vladimir putin is saying It's, you know, it's just a few bad apples theory, you know, that this is really, this is not everyone. There are a couple of athletes and I'm sure, uh, Vladimir Putin would be able to, you know, point out the ones that he's willing to throw under the bus and let everyone else, um, participate. So that's the, you know, that's, you know, one appeal that they're working on. Then there is the, everyone else is doing this. And that, um, that is the comment from Yelena Isinbayeva. Now she's the pole vaulter, you know, her, the two-time gold medal winning yeah. pole vaulter. She's very very dramatic yeah she always jumps Full like makeup. one yep. yeah one tenth of one centimeter and you know it takes her like four hours i mean she's, right. she's so she's over the top she drives me crazy but that's her point is that you're gonna be that- sorry not to see her huh <laughs> yeah everyone. that ought to speed the competition up just <laughs> it really it will it will because she's i was like just jump she clears <laughs> jump by like three feet but yet she only moves the bar up by you know the pole up by like like one one <laughs> a centimeter. I mean, she's ridiculous. It's the oldest
2: trick in the book. It is. Yeah. Sergey yeah. Bukti used to do that, too. Yeah, yeah I to mean. Know.
1: Yeah. And all that. Okay, so that's what she's saying. Everyone else is doing that. And she's kind of right there because also the Kenyans are currently – what the International um, Olympic Committee is calling non-compliant. So they have a lot of athletes as well that are not passing these drug tests. More medals for
0: us. Right. Okay. (laughs) Then you have... Well, and the
2: way you say that, you're assuming that our team is totally clean. That's true. And I
0: know that's not true. And that's not true either. We have not come up in these discussions. We have not come up as sort of banned
1: wholesale. So. Right. Well, well, I guess, but then you have weightlifting, which I guess everyone in weightlifting is taking drugs. And so that they might have to ban that sport completely. And then you have the Chinese swimmers. So you have to understand that, you know, the pole vaulter has a point there that, you know, everyone else is doing it. Now, I do enjoy the point of view of, and I don't know if you remember this guy, Ziranovsky. We met him when the Satellite Sisters came came to Moscow. He was, he's a politician. He's an ultra-nationalist. Um, and his point of view And, and is, we met him? And <laughs> we met him.
2: We did. Thank we, goodness we, we, there are no photos of that trip. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay.
0: Liz, put that on your mayoral <laughs> resume. Yes, or yes. that might appeal to the Trump campaign. You know, yes. that he loves the Russians; they're great, okay. especially okay. the ultra nationalists.
1: Ultra nationalists, yes. Whether we shook hands with him at that big event, we did. You know yes. what? Uh-huh. I
0: remember that now, and I remember Liz you saying at the time, "No photos, no photos." <laughs> I, now I totally—you did.
2: You, I was just trying to protect my political future.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, he his point his his idea is they're going to have their own Olympics. They don't a need the stinking idea. Rio Olympics. They're going to have their own Olympics. Okay. okay well, they have
2: all the facilities. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Well, they. I think made it was t- called 1980. Mm. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. So, and then the uh, the Russian Duma, the Russian Parliament, they they said that this kind of collective punishment is exactly what the Spanish Inquisition was about, and that they are condemning this whole you know this whole process. So. The Spanish uh, the, Inquisitions. That's, that's the Spanish Inquisition <laughs> argument. These are the these are the four uh, or you know four appeals that the Russian government is going to be making back to the international you know um, Olympic Committee because this isn't the end of it. I mean, this is going to be just. I mean, if they're if the Russians are going down, you know, they're going to try to take down. They'll yeah. they'll take down other athletes as well. I mean that you know the KGB is going to be very busy, you know, uh, working on dossiers of all of the um, Olympic athletes, and they'll they would they will this this might. Oh, that's ruin... true. I hadn't even thought about that. Oh yeah, there's going to be a tremendous backlash because I mean this is I mean this is humiliating for the Russians to be banned from the Olymp- Olympics for cheating. I mean they of course they're cheating, <laughs> but you know they sh- they, sh- they shouldn't be. You know, it's humiliating. So they're going to retaliate. It's not like they're going to take this line down, you know? Fortunately,
0: time is running out. And uh, so that's the good news for the other athletes is these appeals all take so long that, you know, time is running out for Russia to really do any damage to other federations. I would think, other, uh, although who knows how much data they've been collecting just... For fun in the past, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. It's the
1: land of spies. I mean, you know, that's True. that's their number one business. There is spying, so they're I'm sure they have. I'm sure they have information on all the top elite international athletes. Yeah, they have oppo you know, research yeah. on the U.S. track and field team. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> you know, I I would feel better about that if I thought that the IOC was clean as right. an organization, <laughs> right. or the or the IAAF. Or, you know, just like FIFA, you know, sadly, a lot of these athletic federations and the big global sports organizations are fairly corrupt themselves. So you have a pot calling the kettle black scenario here. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, okay, it's a start. It would be great if we could go back to the day where you could be satisfied that the athletes were not cheating. It's just a very fundamental thing
0: that should be important. All right. Well, now you've sucked all the fun out of the Olympics. Thanks, Julie. <laughs> that's it. Thanks. All over. I'm it's, glad I'm getting off this sinking ship. This Tuesday show I can see it's <laughs> taking a turn for the serious here. Sorry. Okay. You can you can you can edit that out, Liam. No.
2: Okay. <laughs> you can do whatever you want with that. People yes, don't need to. You
1: want to speak for yourself now? Go for <laughs> yeah. it. Apparently. Liz is going to go. I just wish you were saying that. I was like that's it. Liz is going to get elected president of the International <laughs> Olympic Committee. <laughs> i can see it it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen unless the, the photos with that
2: russian national
1: <laughs> with Zaranovsky show up yeah <laughs> then, then you're in trouble yeah. <laughs> okay
0: all right well getting back to the stupid uh first of all i have a lot happening this week but julie i had a triumph madam secretary triumph um oh, and i had to that? go to a fancy white tie event this weekend, it was a debutante ball. A friend of mine's daughter was making her debut, and so Barrick and I had to get our act together. It's white tie, you know, which Oof. men really do not like. And you know why? Because it's rented clothing. You know, it's just—I don't care if it's fancy; it's still rented. So, uh, so he was in the white tie, and I had to pull together a fancy dress. But Julie. Remember the Madam Secretary headband from that state oh, dinner? You
1: did it, Leanne. I you
0: successfully executed a high-class headband. Oh, Lynn. And I got a lot of props. My friend Sally, who was uh, the mother of the Deb, and she has a very strong fashion eye. And I got full approval from her several times during the night. Like, you should wear more headbands. And then also <laughs> at our table was Sally's hairdresser, Stephen. And, you know, <laughs> you're literally sitting next to a hairdresser. That's a lot of pressure. Yes, that is. Yes, it is. And he is. commented he enjoyed the headband. He thought it was a
1: successful attempt at a headband. So – Okay, congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. I knew you could do it. You have the hair. Well, you have Madam Secretary hair and it yeah, worked yeah. for her. So it could work for you. Uh, if there are pictures of the headband, you in the headband, and that would be uh, I'd well like to see that. Actually, unbelievably, we took no pictures. So that, uh, you know, it's just I, I don't know
0: what happened. It just this table was not a, a picture taking table and they were supposed to be an official picture at some point but we, we missed it. We were all on the dance floor because, you know, when they start playing Billie Jean, you got to get out on the dance floor. (laughs) So you can't sit at the table when, when that comes on, you can't sit at the table. So, uh, and somehow like we don't even have one cell phone picture of ourselves, but so you just take it from me. It worked. That's all. (laughs) Congratulations.
2: That's great.
0: In other, uh, breaking news, I am going to see the Late Late Show with James Corden tomorrow night. I'm excited <gasps> about that. that. That is, is really so
1: excited. Yeah, like a little bit jealously. And- That'll
0: be fun. We uh we put in for tickets. Colin, my 18 year old, wanted to take his friend Sydney, who's turning 18 this week. She's a big fan of James Corden, so we put in for tickets and we got tickets for tomorrow night. So uh, uh we the guest is Anna Kendrick and Jeff Goldblum. So those will be good guests, and um, we're ready to go. We've been, we've been sent our, um, what you're supposed to wear ca- casual chic. Okay. No neon blouses. So, Oh, had to rethink my outfit. Um, but, uh, really looking forward to that. So it'll be a little bit of fun tomorrow. Taking what time, do they, what time
1: right? do they tape that show? Liam? They tape time? at five.
0: Oh, okay. And so we have to be, we have priority, uh, seating at three 30. And then I guess it takes about an hour and a half, an hour and 45 minutes to tape the show. So, and then I'm going to take all the kids out to dinner afterwards out there, uh, near at the Grove, near the CBS studios. Well, so. you
1: are a fun mom. I, you're you're <laughs> going to get away in the fun mom uh, contest. Later. I'm going to wear my headband to James. Oh, you Fry. should. Like that's him. what he I'll do. I'll wear my headband. Yes. I'll wear my
0: headband. Yeah. Oh, that's an excellent idea. I, okay. So there you go. Uh, so just, yes, at your DVRs, you may or may not see us. I don't know. We had some tips from people who have been before. Uh, On how to you know get the seats in the front, so we'll see.
2: Yeah, because the guests enter through the audience too, right? They all come in that
0: one door. Yeah. So okay, all right, good luck. Looking forward to that, and then then this weekend uh, because we're not hot enough in Pasadena, we're actually driving to Palm Desert. I'm. A bunch of college friends. We're going to literally like the hottest place on earth for the weekend.
1: So, where is Palm Desert? For those that don't live in California, it's
0: Coachella. It's just beyond, it's in the desert, just beyond Palm Springs. And uh, it's the, you know, according to the Weather Channel, we're going to be there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 113 every day. (laughs) So, uh, it was 122 yesterday. So the temperature is coming down. (laughs) Yeah. Yesterday, uh, it was so hot there,
2: Julie, that. KCRW, the Santa Monica public radio station that has a studio and a control room and a repeater in Palm Springs. They had to turn off the whole station out there because it it was 117 in the control room. And so they could not make people stay in the control room. They actually just
0: turned it off. It's too hot for radio. That doesn't happen
2: very often. Wow.
0: (laughs) So we got a lot of hot weather protocols, uh, in place. And what, what
1: would that be? Just... Well, I
0: I'm in charge of food the first night because we have people flying in from Denver from San Francisco. I feel for my friends in Denver and San Francisco because they're like we don't even have clothes for this. So my friend Louise who lives in Marin, she said I went to the store. There are no sundresses. It's all like cashmere wraps in San Francisco. She's like I literally don't even have clothes for this. So uh, I'm bringing out the food for the first night and. In an interesting demographic, uh, those of us who live in Southern Cal all are empty. We'll all be empty nesters. No one has a big car anymore. No one has the big six seater car except us with the old eighteen year old minivan in the back. <laughs> fire so it up! I gotta detail the minivan in the driveway. <laughs> fire up the minivan, doing the LAX run, driving out. We're gonna stop at the outlet malls if it's not too hot, and then I'm bringing gazpacho and sangria. That's the first night menu. <laughs> There that's is good. a grill, but Ooh, I
1: liquids. I uh, oh, yeah. do
0: not grill, Leanne, That's I'm not unhealthy. grilling. No, I'm not grilling.
1: Seventeen? I'm not grilling.
0: No, I'm making my ricotta cheese. We're doing the heavy hors d'oeuvres. We got the gazpacho. Got the sangria. That's the first night menu. People are bringing cards. We're bringing board games. I have magazines. Uh, this my friend's house has solar power, so unlimited air conditioning. So that's good. <laughs> so it'll be hot but fun it'll be fun. yeah that sounds really fun it's like an urban just, sweat lodge just uh, just don't leave the
2: premises don't, don't go leave. outside
0: i know i mean that's hot so yeah she, that's too hot to hike Liam. don't do it oh Leanne, god do yeah no believe me well Even, always looking for
2: any excuse not to hike oh no, not so. me. Yeah. <laughs> that's right
0: it could be 60 and that would be too hot to hike for me so that's it so there you go got a big week here got the james Corden palm desert making it happen Making it happen. All right, Liz, we're about to do our Outlander recap. Do you want to stick around, or is this? Oh, I'll, I'll listen in. I,
2: you okay. know, maybe I can pick up some pointers. I've never seen an episode of Outlander though, so I won't say anything. Oh, okay. Okay, I'll just. Okay. Listen okay. In. You can talk. Yes. I mean, yeah. I, okay. mean, I might stop. have a few questions. Yeah, because I because normally when I hear the words time
1: travel,
0: I am out. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: okay yeah. i know i know that's what i felt too liz and i got sucked into this gig so. okay all right yeah. it's so carry on. On.
0: well it's not astrophysics though it's fictional time travel so you don't you don't actually have to know anything about how it works you just have to believe it could <laughs> all right first i want to start with a shout out to beckett one of the history checks who heard the play on last tuesday's outlander recap about when did men stop wearing wigs and beckett of course knew the answer uh she said around 1790 it was mainly a upper class phenomenon anyway, because wigs were super expensive. And after the French Revolution, uh, the fashion for men turned to a more of a romantic style. And she said, wavy with sideburns, a la Willoughby from Sense and Sensibility. Mm-hmm. So with your real hair. So there you go. Ladies held onto it much longer, mostly just false curls or switches or rat pads, which made a lady's own hair, uh, you know, in- enhance the lady's own hair. So, um, but that's it. Men around uh, basically the French Revolution. So I was asking that question. Beckett responded, thank you so much. Uh this week's warning on Outlander that we got was um, I think spot on. Basically, if you're watching this week's episode, Liz, you did not want to be eating a steak. Would you? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, or any
1: red meat. Just just not eating, I, I would say.
2: Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. The that title of gruesome. the
1: episode was Vengeance is mine. And it seemed to be dental
0: vengeance. I mean, there was a lot of. Which is the worst kind. (laughs) There was a lot of operating on unpleasant things like teeth and eyeballs. And then there was a beheading at the end. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which, and it wasn't a a neat and clean beheading.
1: No, there was squirting. There was
0: things were squirting all over. Yeah. 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 In a kitchen. So it was super unsanitary for me. I was having a (laughs) hard time. I just that was dramatic. All right. So here's the thing. Um, so the we, we open the episode. Jamie is the only one that wants to support the Bonnie Prince and the rebellion and and carry on and fight. And he thinks he can prevent this tremendous loss if he does this. So he's time traveling in his mind, Liz. He doesn't. He's oh, not okay. actually time traveling, but he is trying to prevent the future. And, uh, in the meantime, you know, all the other, uh, the other Lairds, the other clansmen there, they're not interested in it. But Julie, there was that, um, that one scene where he was doing a, a prayer, uh, shirtless, which
1: I enjoyed. <laughs> Did yes. you? I, that's, I have in my notes again, underlined, boy, I wish someone, I, Jamie was praying over me every <laughs> night. <laughs> That's what I wrote down. Yeah. So we had to suffer
0: through a lot of political talk in accents we didn't understand, uh, pretending we were getting the storyline where Jamie's the only one supporting the prince. But then we're rewarded with this shirtless prayer. And then Claire wakes up and looks beautiful in the middle of the night. That yeah. often happens to me where yeah.
1: I wake up. I mean, here, she's like, she's in a camp during the middle of a war and yet she will, wakes up and she's got the fabulous, you know, a complexion and her hair. And yeah, that was all lovey-dovey. I, I was, I wrote that down too, Lee, And I felt, I feel like, you know, we could use a, we, a few more scenes with the two of them in bed. That would be good.
0: Yeah. And she mentions his hands are cold as ice and yet Liz, he's shirtless. We don't understand why. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Put on. Nice. Okay, but we weren't asking any questions yeah. or qualifications on that. Yeah, he was just praying over her. But I feel, Leanne, that it became clear to me that what Jamie is, is he's a Navy SEAL. Don't you understand? That oh. is his role. You know, that he doesn't care if he doesn't have the other clansmen. He is going to take this fight on. And he has his own little SEAL Team Six, doesn't he? <laughs> he's got Jamie. He's got Claire. He's got Dougal and the little French kid. Yeah. That's a SEAL Team Six. And they're, yeah. gonna, they're just going to go no matter what. They are not going to give up. Right.
0: That's a good point, Julie. I like it. I like it. And SEAL Team 6-0 is falling apart because Dougal rushes in and uh, he's been exiled. Like the whole Jamie's been exiled. For some reason, they have to return to Inverness. I, I don't really understand that. Poor. I mean, Jamie's had a price on his head since the very first frame of this show. And right. he seems to be everywhere and yet no one ever catches him. So I don't <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why the threat is so immediate, like right now, like, oh my gosh, get on your horses in the middle of the night and drive through this dark forest because you've been exiled. But off the, off goes SEAL Team 6, uh, and there's an ambush, Liz. The red coats, they're on them. That was a pretty dramatic scene, actually, when they were riding through the forest. And yes, all that, like...
1: I was frightened by it. That, yeah. that was good. Yeah, so the, I like. the I mean, again... Thank goodness they're not in France. I am so happy they're back in England and in Scotland. They're back on the horses. They're galloping. There's some action. They're not sitting sitting around in those drawing rooms. So I know you didn't feel like this was the best episode, but it was still such an improvement over being in France. Okay. <laughs> All right. So there's, and then, uh, unfortunately,
0: we lost Angus last week, one of the members of their steel, steel team, and in the ambush, Rupert gets shot. Now, I Julie, know. I had to go answer the front door, because the UPS guy came. Did he get shot in the eye, and then she just took his eye out? Is that yes, what happened? That,
1: well, there was a bullet in his eye, Lillian. <laughs> yes. What the? I, uh,
0: yeah. Oh, my God.
1: There
2: are, just in the in the last five minutes, I've heard so many reasons why I am... Probably not going to try to catch up to this show. Yeah, I mean,
0: it was yeah. She's ripping teeth out.
1: She's ripping molars out in the first. Uh, yeah, I don't know why she took up dentistry. No, I don't, don't know why she has plenty of stuff to do with just the normal like first aid and then the witchcraft stuff that she's always cooking up. So, but she dentistry. It was a whole new thing for Claire. Yeah, she was yanking teeth, yanking throughout.
0: teeth, and then she's tearing out eyeballs. I mean, and. And she's like, and then after it hits out, she's like, "Well, we'll just get you an eye patch." I'm like, yeah. oh, how hard could
1: this be? What? Yeah. Huh? Forgot yeah, just think. pour whiskey on it, Leanne. That's the answer to everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: but they do in this ambush. They get trapped in a church, and Claire decides to trade herself. Rather than let Jamie be taken and thrown back into jail, so they're going to out you know they 're going to outfox the british she she goes oh i 'm an Englishman, no oh, Englishwoman save me and um, and uh, they take her away, and that satisfies the British guard like they trade her safety because she 's British uh, for the release of the rest of the Scots, but she 's going to double back and get back with Jamie and sale team six uh, no matter what happens and she uses a A beggar. He's a mute beggar. Is that it?
1: Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I didn't know if he was just faking that or if (laughs) that's like a thing. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think that was true. He had the crazy hair. Yeah. That was
1: his his character.
0: I thought he was a plant. Like, I couldn't remember, was he part of their team or not? They're all so dirty and hairy now. (laughs) I can't.
1: I don't know who's... And it's dark. Most of this episode was at nighttime. So, yeah, they're dirty, hairy, and dark. Yeah, good point. Yeah. So uh, so
0: she manages to be dropped off back at the Duke of Sandringham's house. Now, he is a conniving, cunning fellow. They've had a lot of run-ins with him, first in England and then in France, And we learn that uh, he is the godfather of Mary, poor, hapless Mary, who uh, doesn't have much of a spine anyway. We met her in Paris. She's a British girl. And she was, at the end, very dramatically attacked and sexually assaulted there. And we learn the Duke lets it spill uh, that he, um, he executed that whole thing. That was part of his plan so that he could marry her off for his own benefit, which was pretty shocking.
1: Yeah, he was—he's a real conniver, a real manipulator, you know. And Claire hates him, but she, but she's but she's now stuck you know with him versus the the british so she's got to kind of play it out and she, she was she played it pretty smart you have to give that for claire i mean i know she probably wanted to stab him in yeah. the eyeball but she didn't uh and she was really cool and calm and she just kept drinking with him claire drinks a lot she does uh, drink a lot yes, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. she drinks a lot but well, it's cold there i mean you can see it's very it's very yes, it cold, cold and cold. damp yeah And she's, she, she doesn't sleep. So she has plenty of time to drink because no one in this show sleeps. Uh, and, uh, so when she finds out about the rape though, she's really, really mad. And, uh, they, they happen to be drinking in the kitchen and having dinner and she spies that knife in that ham bone. Yeah. And, you know, she's going to do a little surgery on the Duke of Sandringham, isn't she? Yes. Yes, she is. (laughs) Is Claire also an assassin besides a nurse and a dentist? Okay. All right. (laughs) But she could be, Liz. This guy may turn her into one, but that's just when Jamie and Murtaugh break through and and save her. Navy SEAL. It was a
1: real Navy (laughs) SEAL move that he just came through the door like that and boom, boom, boom. You know, and he took, you know, that was good, Leigh, and I liked it. It was good. And then, uh, and Murtaugh fortunately
0: has with him an axe, and uh, I guess to get through the door. But then once he finds out that this is the guy that set up poor Mary for the attack where Murtaugh saw and vowed vengeance, he cuts his head off, Liz. Yeah, just like shocking really. right at the end. Like, yeah. Whoa. He just chopped his head off. He, yeah, he, with an ax in the kitchen, Liz. I mean,
2: it was <laughs> in the kitchen
1: of all places. It's <laughs> squirting blood, Liz. Did yeah. he say yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That sounds yeah. very unsanitary. he just, just chops chop. him and yeah. then he goes over yeah. and he just hacks his head off and hands it to Mary. Like, that's yeah. what every teen girl wants. A, a head vengeance Vence. is mine, Liz. vengeance Vence. is mine Vence. sounds like it now i had a thought after that like why don't they just go take a shower and get a good night's sleep here at this nice house but no
1: they got back on those horses and they left seal team six they're heading out Leon. they got places to go they can't stay there yeah <laughs> Whew. All right. So we have two more episodes,
0: Julie. I know. A I, I think we've
1: got to go to the distance, Liz. I think you got to jump in and we encourage, we encourage listeners that have not watched the show. Just jump right in now and, and jump in okay. with Liz. You two, just watch these two final episodes and we'll, we'll work it out, Liz. Okay.
2: Okay. And yeah. you'll have to just tell me about everything that happened in all the
1: previous seasons. <laughs> no, no, no. We just, just pick it up okay. from where it is. It's time travel, Liz. That's the whole point. I can I, do it. I can do it's it. Just time travel to this point in the
0: episode. Yeah. 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 Don't overthink it, Liz. Don't overthink okay. it. That, that could also be your model for the summer. Don't overthink, Don't overthink it. it. That, that's a good one. I like that. All right, we're getting a little feedback here, so I think that's a good sign to wrap up the show. Yes. yes, I can hear. There's a little a little echo. All right, so uh, what else is happening? That it? Anything going on with anyone? I just wanted to
2: mention one thing that I posted on Facebook today, which is that our friend Ian Punnett has a new book that's coming out this fall. It's called A Black Knight for the Bluegrass Bell, and it's true crime. Uh, so it's a nonfiction murder story. And, but you can start ordering it today. And you know how much we love Ian. Uh, Ian and Marjorie were on FM 107 for years, and they're great friends of the Satellite Sisters. So if you feel like pre-ordering that book for the fall, you can do that now from the link on our Facebook page.
0: Okay, Liz, that's good. Oh, I didn't realize that was coming out in the fall. I thought it was coming out this summer. It's coming out in the fall, but you can pre-order today. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. Yes. Julie, are you still there? Or did I cut you yes, off? Yes. No, okay. I'm still here. Still here. I was moving things around, and I thought I might have cut you off.
1: All right. Do you have any plans, Julie? You busy this week? Well, I, I have a big assignment coming up. I mean, I'm I've been doing my nana duty here in uh, Dallas, but I Urban Nana is returning to Brooklyn next week. I have uh, I have a short stay asti- assignment, uh, so I'm looking forward to that
0: okay excellent all right everybody uh have a great week stay cool wherever you are stay safe and don't forget call your satellite sister